大家晚上好，这里是正在为您直播的。Welcome to Merrick's Experts, the podcast that provides analysis of current affairs in China. Hello and welcome. I'm Ruth Kirchner. My guest today is the veteran labor activist Han Dongfang. He's the founder of China Labor Bulletin, an NGO in Hong Kong that, among other things, monitors labor issues in mainland China. Han Dongfang, before the Chinese New Year, your organization reported a massive surge in labor protests.、Uh, how is the situation now? Every year before Chinese New Year, that's the season. But it doesn't mean after New Year everything stops. Before New Year and after Chinese New Year, it's a really kind of a bumpy period every year. And imagine I'm saying every year. What is the main trigger for the tensions on the factory floors and in the companies? Is that partly due to the economic slowdown? Usually, is the annual cycle, and especially in the construction sector. And the workers in construction sector in China are paid annually, not monthly. It is absolutely a violation of labor law, but everyone knows that.、Uh, no one paying attention on that. When you approach the end of the year, an employer don't want to pay, and you have a six month, and sometimes can be、uh, entire year not being paid. So that's people go into the street, start protest. And in the same time, you have、uh, this year <laughs> the economy downturn.、Uh, one is the global impact investment from garments and shoes in particular, moving from China to Cambodia, Vietnam, and、uh, Bangladesh and India. Those places that、uh, labor standard even lower、uh, than China.、Uh, we have to also consider the. Uh, new uh, agreements between Vietnam and America, the TPP. So Vietnamese government is very ambitious, and also they agree to pay attention on labor standards, including freedom association and collective bargaining. So that's a、uh, many economic and investment movement from China, outside China, and also from the coastal area,、uh, some electronics moving from coastal area into inland uh, uh, provinces and looking for a lower、uh, labor. Cost. So that's the economical reasons that cause these、uh, labor protests. And in the same time, of course, you have other、uh, reasons, which is、uh, information and、uh, internet and smartphones use, and the people knows what is happening next city, and they are no longer. Uh, silent, they're no longer uh, isolated. Uh, workers in one workplaces, and they are all connected. So that makes、uh, psychologically people dare to speak out and to walk out. But、uh, still, there is an issue that if you have these protests, it's it's always difficult for people then to enter into negotiations with the factory owners or their employers because as soon as someone stands out, right, he or she can very easily. Become a target without the right to free trade unions or the right to free associations.、Um, how can you get around those issues? About eleven、uh, years ago, two thousand five,、uh, we decided to pick up the rights to collective bargaining instead of a freedom association, and and、uh, we believe that from right to collective bargaining. That in the case of China, you're able to develop a new path, which is、um, we call it win-win-win 
solution, winning for better workers' rights, and winning for a more stable labor relation in the enterprise, and the more uh, for the government, uh, wins uh, more stability, social and economically. And I think in the past ten years, that we have tested this, and we have many working partner labor NGOs in China. Really, the last ten years focus on uh, involving in strikes. And try to make、uh, these strikes into peaceful and respectful bargaining, and try to settle、uh, an agreement、uh, with the bargaining. And when you have a strike, all of a sudden the employers looking for bargaining representatives. No one want to come out, and they become desperate. And every day they lose a lot of money. When our partner organizations step in quickly. The workers get their bargaining representative elected, and the boss is happy at that moment. At least they have someone to deal with, and they settle the strike with agreement. But still, there is the danger that you then elected labor representatives in a particular company that they might be singled out later on, a few months down the line, maybe, and that they might lose their jobs. I mean, that that has happened in the past. That weakens the whole collective bargaining system that you just described, doesn't it? Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And because we don't have this legal protection for bargaining representatives, those workers and representatives, they are the ones taking the risk. And almost every case, even very successful, and they solve the issue for the employers. But after a few months, most of the bargaining representatives are fired. So that's why we kept pointing out. A system of collective bargaining need to be settled, and I think the Chinese government is uh, ready uh, go for that. This this labor tension is becoming more and more urgent for、um, employers, for government, and for workers. So that's what this、uh, February, the official trade union ACFTU, they、uh, proposed a national legislation. On collective bargaining, so that's a very good news, and then I'm sure the official union now working very busy on the new legislation. Now, do you think then that、uh, maybe the、um, laborers or the workers' bargaining power could be increased simply because the government is so worried about social instability in the wake of weaker economic performances, and that that might、um, increase、uh, people power from down below? Well, I would say the past ten years, yes, and government. Want to have social and political stability, and、uh, in the future too. But in the same time, I would say the current government is rather looking for a long-term solution than only responding to the seasonal or occasionally economic or downturn after. The long term is、uh, to really settle a system that leave the government out from. The fire, <laughs> the labor <laughs> conflict, and the, the employers and, and employees can really settle their own issue by themselves. And when the government's rule is to set the rules and set the laws and all these things, and when the employer employee can't settle it, and the government step in, that will be a decent globally, like the ILO standard and the tripartite、uh, system. I think the Chinese government is looking. Toward a long-term solution, so that's why I have quite good、uh, faith on that. On the labor side, the workers will have the rights to bargain 
collectively with employers, especially if the union is doing that, and the worker bargaining representatives will be able to elect it into the union. So the union will be reformed by these worker bargaining representatives and then make the union from an absolute bureaucratic organization into an active worker representative without anything happen like in Poland, uh, Solidarność. And, and I'm not saying Solidarność was not good, but we in China, we missed that chance that we don't, we wouldn't have that. What, what I really believe we have our path toward the future, which is uh, peacefully by workers exercising their bargaining and by electing these bargaining representatives into the union and slowly, slowly, true and real uh, trade union reform will be done by these uh, bargaining activities. This is Merrick's Experts. With me is Han Dongfang, the veteran labor activist and founder of China Labor Bulletin, an advocacy group for labor rights based in Hong Kong. Han Dongfang, the reforms you have just outlined, um, they will take many, many years to actually implement and there is no clear path and there's no clear sign that they will actually uh, succeed. In the short term, we see a further tightening of civil liberties under uh, President Xi Jinping. We have seen a number of arrests of labor activists, even those who advise and train workers to defend their rights. Um, How worried are you about those developments? Oh, you mentioned about this uh, tightening under uh, President Xi Jinping. Yes, it is under him, but sometimes uh, under whoever's leadership, uh, things happen, not necessarily that person's meaning. So that means uh, I do have uh, some doubt, at least on this, uh, whether this tightening of uh, civil society is uh, reflecting the, the wish of Xi Jinping. For example, I believe that the new tightening is from the police. And the police is trying to take this opportunity to expand their power. If you look at the new foreign NGO law, so think about how ambitious the police were trying to do to expand their power. I'm not saying these people are politically challenging Xi Jinping's authority, but they are trying to expand their base within the system that make their self-interests more stronger. But surely a law like this NGO law or the overall tightening on civil society could not have happened without the approval of Xi Jinping. Well, I wouldn't also go that far. There are many things in this country now happening not approved by Xi Jinping. (laughs) For example, the official trade union reform. Xi Jinping called the current trade union leadership to his office in 2013, asked them to reform. They did not do anything. After two years, Xi Jinping had to host this uh, uh, one of the most important working group, comprehensive and deepening reform working group, whatever it's called, and to make the trade union reform into uh, the party policy system to move it. That was last uh, July and still wouldn't work. And in November, he has to host another meeting specifically push for the trade union reform. So that is, uh, I would say, even someone as a leadership of the dictatorship regime, I don't assume that they can control everyone within the system, especially in the case of China. It's a highly self-interest oriented within the system and the society. Now, against uh, this backdrop, you have for many, many years uh, tried to influence a little bit the 
debate within the labor movement in China through your radio program on Radio Free Asia. How can you still reach out to workers and laborers on mainland China? Well, it's getting much easier and people are using the social media. There are uh, several very useful social media platforms and people post their stories. And I go through this and just uh, collecting these uh, stories and looking for their contact information. Many of them, they leave their QQ contact and then many of them, they leave their Sina uh, Weibo and also the, their cell phone. People are much easier to be reached these days than compared to late 1990s. So, and uh, also in the same time, they themselves are connected. If there is a collective case, it's not only one person complaining, it uh, could be several hundred, several thousand, even several tens of thousand this country needs a solution. It is not about whether the dictatorship and the Communist Party like it or what. It's about whether they want to survive. If they want to survive, they have to look for solution for this. And uh, when you talk about a solution, what kind of solution do you have in mind? My solution is again to start the spirit of the bargaining. And this is the most peaceful way and gradual way to solve issues and to build a system. And that's why I've been really, really obsessed <laughs> on the workplace collective bargaining. Workplace collective bargaining is the smallest unit you can find in a society. But that issue reflects the biggest issue in this huge country, which is how you deal with the issue. Employer, employee, government, ordinary people. If people dare to bargain with employer and you have election for representatives, you have people host their representatives accountable, it's a fundamental democracy, but really based on an aim, your own benefit that closest to your skin. So this will give people the opportunity and space to practice their skill, their understanding about democratically living your life and bargain respectfully. And when the bargaining is done, the, the agreement is signed, and you respect the agreement, and you go through the period of agreement, and you restart agreement for the next round. That will be the spirit of democracy, spirit of uh, civil society, spirit of uh, independent citizen. And based on that, uh, you will be able to settle a national system, which is a workplace collective bargaining system. So that will bring China step by step, gradually and peacefully from the current mess into future democracy. Okay, um, with that rather positive vision, that's where we leave it for now. Han Dongfang, thanks for sharing your thoughts and insights with us. That was Han Dongfang, veteran labor activist and founder of China Labor Bulletin. I'm Ruth Kirchner. Thanks for listening and bye for now. You have been listening to Merrick's Experts, the podcast from the Makato Institute for China Studies in Berlin. If you want to learn more about our work, please visit us at merricks.org.